Hey everybody, this is Chris from the Effects Loop. Um, this episode is going to be a little different from our normal ones. It's going to sound a little rough, but that's only because we pulled this from our uh, live episode that we had on our Facebook group. Um, so, like I said, that's going to be why audio is a little rough. So, no need to worry. Uh, nothing's really changed. Next episode, we'll all be back to normal. Uh, the reason we did a live episode uh, was for uh, the fundraiser that I'm doing for St. Jude. Um, you have through the month of May. If you want to give, the link will be down in the show notes. Um, or you can join the group and we'll get you that info that way. So I just want to thank you all uh, for your support uh, that you've given us so far. Um, I mean hey we're 10 episodes in so thank you so much for you know all of our f- listeners and everybody that's you know being active on our social media of every kind so with all that said uh, let's go ahead and get into the episode all right so uh welcome everybody to the i guess we can call it the official maybe one time only live up of uh the effects loop so, uh, I'm Chris. I'm Marissa. I'm Scott. I'm Diaz. And cue music, which is probably copyrighted and hopefully won't get the uh, stream shut down. <laughs> hey, we got Jamie Davison here. We already said his name and we're not even a minute. We got him for 15 minutes before he clocks in. <laughs> Jamie's calling out. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna be sick. Yeah, it's like, I got sick all of a sudden. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this uh, this one's not gonna be sponsored. Uh, mostly because this is for uh charity. Um, we're doing this live so that way we can uh help spread a little bit of awareness for uh, I'm sure a lot of everybody knows like what St. Jude is, but for the Play Live fundraiser for St. Jude, um. If you don't know like what St. Jude is, we'll go ahead. Uh, the short spill is they're a children's research hospital, uh, and all the money raised, like none of us see a penny of it. It all goes like straight to the hospital for uh, the families. Uh, shoot, like the treatment, the transportation, any food, any housing that they need while they're at the hospital. So it's pretty cool and it all goes to a good cause. Um, I'm sure we'll be repeating that a couple of times as more people trickle in, but uh, I guess we'll go ahead and jump into our what's new. I don't remember what order was on the list. I'll go with mine. I don't have anything. So I don't have anything either, I don't think. We need to get more new stuff. Well, I brought props. Shoot. Oh, we could actually show stuff on this one. Yeah. Yeah. But- <laughs> Fun part about having a video. Um, I have it. I actually just opened this about five minutes ago. For those watching, I just got my wrought iron leather in effects Kyber fuzz distortion sort of a tremolo everything. That's no, not. That's three oh. different effects. What? <laughs> Don't worry. There's a clicky knob here. Oops. Hope you all can hear that sweet clicking action. Um, yeah, I have not plugged this in yet. 
I'm looking forward to trying it out. <laughs> I have <laughs> literally opened it during the pre-app. I got home and like half an hour ago. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you were out of town, weren't you, for like a wedding or something? Or... Yeah, wedding, visiting family, all sorts of fun stuff. And right before I left, I got this kit in too. I think I fe featured this on our uh, Instagram from mm -hmm. our friends at Lambertones. So I got to figure out which strat I'm going to be throwing these in nice. and uh, playing around with. Not, not the drum strat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he gave us a hard time about a, a saying, uh, put him in the John Mayer strat. So, uh, yeah, either my... I've got Vintage Noiseless in the the one that like, I stripped down and relicked, um, but that also has a, an active preamp in it, so I'm not sure if that's the right pickup for it or not. And I've got a Squire Strat, so maybe I'll do the Squire. I've got to replace my Tele pickups, but it's got the uh, it's the in one Noiseless where it has a little button you push. I think I'd probably have to like replace all of the stuff, and I'm just kind of lazy on that. Uh, if it's got the button you push, I think it, that's the S1 switching, so I don't think you actually have to worry about that. That's something type of switching. So. I still don't even know what it does. I just hit it every once in a while. I'm like, oh, that sounds different. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it in phase, out of phase? <laughs> Maybe. Definitely sounds right. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah, go with that. Or it does what the uh, like a four-way switch would normally do. Oh, yeah. Give you that so extra mode. That is actually what it is. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. I don't know. <laughs> Which is no kind clue. of the same thing, because, like, the, like, 6th and 7th position are basically sort of out of phase. Or in phase. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. I, you just, you, I'm one of those people, you just give me a guitar, and usually I just, okay, that, that works. So. Uh... I still don't know the difference between, what is it, solder and solder or whatever we are talking about. Oh, God. Sorry, There's a difference. The, all the builders. Oh, you told There's right something. <laughs> I corrected yeah, you on silicone and silicon. Was that is that's that what it. you're thinking about? That's it. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's it. Silicone, silicon. Mm -hmm. well. What's funny? Did you, Han, Han, did you just do product placement? What's the mug you're drinking out of? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's that? Oh, oh, who knows about that? I don't think uh, you can actually see it. This is uh, featured from our Threadless store, the Effects Loop official mug so Which get them while you still can should have a link uh, somewhere in our group if not we'll post it a little later but uh today this is all about the kids and raising them yeah so yes all about the kids but now that you've seen the mug firsthand you know we it, they are legit products <laughs> they will get shipped out i have a shirt somewhere around here too i just <laughs> We'll take your I word on that <laughs> He's like changing shirts in the middle of the podcast. Oh uh, no, like, you can't show nipples on Twitch, man. So, oh, you can't. Is We're that on a Facebook, so that might be okay. I don't know what the TOS <laughs> is for uh, Facebook. Uh, you Mark Zuckerberg, can we see? Can we see nips? <laughs> can we get a cat? Zuckerberg in the chat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Guys, remember we can't fix this in post. We gotta stay on topic <laughs> this time. And it wasn't even I guess that was kind of my fault. This um, time. Steven Diaz is in the truck because his wife had surgery today, so he's been hanging out at the hospital. So Yeah, yeah. No, so here, hold on, hold on. Let's see if I can <laughs> We're gonna be uh, flipping the camera. Oh you can't see it. Yeah. 
I'm like outside the hospital. <laughs> so I'm on location at a hospital. At a hospital. Not <laughs> at a hospital. <laughs> Not St. Jude's Hospital. At a hospital. So I'm out in the truck. Uh, she had surgery today. So we're going to be staying the night here. And she's not even mad that I'm doing this. So, <laughs> but she's doing good. okay still. Yeah, doing good. She just ate and everything, so I think she's gonna take a nap, awesome. which I'm kind of jealous of. <sighs> There's uh, the, the sleep on couches in hospitals. Scott, you probably know my pain if you've ever tried to sleep in a hospital. I've been. They're not, I, made for, yeah. not made for tall people. No, they're not, they're not made for anybody, but not, let alone tall people. They're not made for any people. <laughs> uh, especially especially adult hospitals. I mean, um, for those that, like, hear this story a lot, uh, one of my nephews was in the hospital for a long time when he was, like, one. So, like, the neonatal and, like, children's hospitals tend to have better sleeping arrangements than... Yeah. But even still, they suck. <laughs> no one oh wants to gosh. sleep at a hospital, let's be honest. No. So, all right, let's move on to, uh, what have we got news? Yes. Yeah. I did not hear about this, so I'm guessing, Scott, you saw this somewhere? Yeah, this is an interesting one because it's kind of like this leaked before the official press release came out, hmm. but DOD and Digitech are shutting down. Yeah. Did, like, their marketing manager, is that the same person that, like... Yeah, he sent, he sent like, a big, like, almost, like, don't be mad at me, be mad at these guys letter. As I remember like, pretty much that. It's kind of like the write your congressman thing. <laughs> oh, wow. He's like, you know, he's like, yeah, we're uh, shutting down despite the fact that our sales have grown and we've increased in our market share and all that. So he's like, yeah, it sucks. Peace out. Here's the, he even put like, you can contact this person and put his, e the other guy's email address. Whoa. Nice. So, which is crazy because DOD has made well i guess we could say we saw this coming because a lot of the dod like the bone shaker went down to 35 dollars um they're where they were shooting for in the market their price didn't really reflect what it was like dod did a lot of uh um dis heavily discounted stuff recently yeah. so i guess we could have seen it coming but i think everyone's just kind of shocked mostly because of the digitech side because digitech um, DOD was always kind of like an odd one. Yeah. Um, the older stomp boxes, they were always, they looked a little different. And, you know, some people had them, not a lot of people did. But Digitech was um, more of the lower end entry level stuff that a lot of people did enjoy, though. And it's kind of weird that they are completely shutting down. But aren't they, uh, isn't the parent company Harmon or something like that? Yeah, so Harmon is sort of this conglomeration of music companies, including like Crown Amplifiers, JBL, and the mul mm -hmm. there's multiple JBLs, by the way. There's like JBL Professional, and then there's like the consumer product lines. Uh, shoot. Uh, DBX is part of that line. Um, and these two, AKG, I believe, is part of that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there's a whole big thing. Actually, I got an email from them today to like re-up my subscription to their pro line. Uh, but yeah, they were acquired by Samsung a year, two years ago, in a pretty big thing. So I part of me yeah. just thinks this is like Samsung restructuring the company to be like in line with what they want to do, and they might just cast off a lot of the other stuff. Like I could see no. them selling. 
I'm waiting to hear about like Behringer buying them. Uh, I don't think Behringer would buy them. No, it's because, you think? like they just that bought, that uh, no, TC Electronics. No, TC bought them, I believe. Is kind of how that works. Mm, I know Behringer. Neither neither TC. company bought each other. Their parent, the okay. parent company that owns Behringer, that owns Midas. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, that company. I don't think might buy them. But I don't see basically it's big parent companies. No, I, I, I realistically, I could see someone buying out the name and the IP, but I don't know. Because, like, the, half the glory of this stuff is you want to keep those people. So mm -hmm. why lay everybody off and then sell the, na the name company? So it, it's more likely this is all shutting down. <laughs> kind of sad because I've had a lot of cool stuff come out lately on both sides. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. Another one bites the dust. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it. A, I never want to see people losing their jobs through like yeah. just people going for money or doing something like that. Um, and, and like we were talking last week about the Gibson bankruptcy, and we were saying actually, hey, look, it looks like they're going to stay in business in a lot of their areas, like the Tascam mm -hmm. side. Some of those kind of products are going to go under um, or get sold again, uh, but. This is just straight up everyone's getting laid off. So it's it's a really sad situation. No doubt. Yeah. Well, in in, in speaking with this kind of trend, there's another piece of news that happened last week, which was Yamaha came in and acquired Ampeg Amps. I I don't know if you guys are excited about this as I am, because I, I have one specific thing I want to see out of this. I'm 100% indifferent. I, I'm curious I'm about really... what they're going to do is my thing. Mm -hmm. I think step one would be bring the Ampeg guitars back. Ooh. Yamaha makes good guitars. They have the manufacturing already. I want to see a Lucite guitar made oh, yes. up to Yamaha standards. <laughs> I would be all down for that. Yeah, I'd be down. Yeah. <laughs> And Yamaha usually is pretty good about putting out a price point that's within reach for the normal consumer. Mm -hmm. um, like even, like some of their uh, higher end line stuff is still on the lower range of you know equivalent stuff. Yeah, I remember uh, I uh, bought Line Six three years ago. And now we have the Helix. Yeah, and they like kept everything good, and if not, arguably, you know, maybe upped quality or at least like research of stuff because like you said we got the helix out of that. yeah but are they still making spider amps because they need to stop that well they did the spider was it six we're on now yeah that one actually was i don't think that one was that bad i think i played that at guitar center yeah. every time i go to guitar center i end up playing one just because i want to see i just like want to like see how bad i can make it sound i don't know why yeah. but it's like kinda like all, all the the thing with the spiders is Boss undercut them with the Katana Fifty. Oh yeah. By just on the price side, so it's like. Well, even then, the 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 uh, software on the Katana mm -hmm. it just took it to a whole other level. So. Yeah, but the also the Katana is like its own animal compared to modeling actual stuff. So yeah, fair enough. At least that's how I've seen like people describe it in like the Boss Katana group on Facebook. When people have Boss, the katana is more. I think the katana is um, 
kind of like what everyone wishes some of the modelers would be like. I th and th they did a really good job of, I feel like Boss did a really good job kind of listening to what the market wanted and putting something out at a ridiculously low price point. Like just, I don't see how they can make, like I understand it's made in, but Boss is, is that Japan or China? Japan, right? Or they're based out of Japan, Japan, but they manufacture in China. Okay, but like the fact that they're able to, they're able to manufacture it cheaper and get a low price point, and the fact that it's Boss and they're going to make millions of units, so that's going to lower your cost. But the fact that they're able to put out one heck of an amp. What is the fifty watt at two hundred dollars, two hundred fifty? Some two hundred. Yeah insane it's just crazy that they can do that and they put out a quality product like i love my guitar yeah because like for the 100 watt head what other 100 watt head can you get for 350 that's gonna actually sound decent yeah <laughs> i i love that they put a speaker in the grill of the 100 watt head so when you're practicing at home yeah so been another seller selling point for me if i can ever get my hands on one well, there's that classic meme that went around for a while, or that just the image of someone who put a 57 on the face <laughs> of totally uh, a Marshall grill. You can totally actually yeah. do that now. <laughs> but um, going back to the Yamaha acquires Ampeg, I, I think this is also a really nice marriage of two brands. Um, because when I think of Yamaha, I, the first thing I think of is basses. They make really good basses that compete with <laughs> pianos for some reason. Oh, they make great pianos too. Um, yeah. yeah, I was surprised actually. They've been making as I looked up like brand history. They've been making this since like the 1800s, which I was really surprised at. Mm -hmm. So their jet skis, phenomenal. <laughs> great. Well, and their logo is just three tuning forks. So yeah, so, I mean that's where they got their start. Yeah, but so since when I think of uh like yamaha bases and i think of ampeg i think of base amps right away so it's a i think it's a good mix do we know where the oh, yeah. ampeg, like amps were made were they made and imported or were they like actually made in us no Oh, they're headquarters in Washington, but that doesn't tell me anything else. Okay. Uh, well. Let's see. Where are we going on to next? Who's who's running the show? Uh, we can move on to the mower, mower, however you want to pronounce it, preamps. Um. I don't think I saw the preamps. Which ones are the preamps? Uh, they're like the... They're normally titled like 001, 00. I thought those... Were those preamps or were those actually supposed to be like amp they're simulators? Both. Because they actually okay. do have a cab sim, but I think as soon as you throw a cab sim in there, it's officially a... Uh, preamp. Like amp modeler. <laughs> but you can turn that on and okay. off, so it can still be a preamp. Uh, okay, so... What what are the, what's going to be the difference? I know they're micro pedals, right? They're smaller ones. Yep. Uh, the, and then the the Amer sound though, and like the British one, whatever it's like, the American sound and all that. So what's the difference between these two? That's what. Oh, you're thinking, size. I think you're thinking Joyo. That's Joyo. Never yeah. mind. Okay. 
Yeah, the... You can edit this out in post, guys. (laughs) Uh, This line of preamps has, uh, or before these two, I think had 12 in it. It had a couple of different fenders, a Vox... Had a Mesa. Four Marshalls, a a Mesa. They may have had, like, a uh, Morgan in there, even. So, I mean, they had a pretty wide range. Um... It looks like these two are a Texas shoot. Was it Texas? Tax? No, Tax Ida. Yeah, I can't pronounce that. Uh, Texas. I can't say anything. Yeah, <laughs> no idea what that stands for. It just uh, the description is based on a low wattage contemporary amp head that spans blues and vintage gain. So, little Walter. <laughs> maybe like Bluesbreaker-esque but the other one is Brown Sound uh, so you can get all your Eddie Van Halen tones up in there with that oh where's Taco? he's back is he? he's just staring at us I was like, he's it's frozen. Now he's just staring intently. <laughs> he might be frozen. Oh no! Now he's back. There he is. <laughs> can you hear us, Scott? I don't think he can hear us. <laughs> Scott. Scott is a duty head. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> That's the uh, facial confusion of something not working. This is why we don't do live episodes, guys. It's only for charity this time. So hopefully he'll get back before we move on too far. Hold on. Yeah, we'll catch up with chat. Uh, Stephen Ray Conradi says it's pronounced uh, Moa. Moa? Moa. Moa. Yeah, that's just like that other company that is spelled like Wang's. But it's actually Wong's, and it's like, no, sir, I know how to read that. It says Wang's. Ground control to Major Tom. Oh, there he goes again. There he goes. And I thought I was going to be the one having problems doing the remote on location <laughs> podcasting. Y'all make fun of me because I don't have internet, but this seems to be working. That's fine. What's the best tube amp for recording in silent practice? Ooh. That's a bad. You. Um, I would say almost none of them. The only ones I can think of, like right off hand, are like the low end Marshalls. If you're gonna record direct, I solid state, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you definitely want to do a solid state. Uh, Scott, can you hear us now? He's just gonna get mad. Someone keeps turning off mics and stuff. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Okay, so I would say recording solid state would be your best bet. Um, definitely because you've got. Uh, Tube amps, the whole purpose of a tube amp, in my opinion, is definitely heating them up and getting, pushing them and getting that sweet spot. And if you're going to record direct, you're kind of defeating that purpose. But whenever you've got solid state, it's made for uh, low volume, um, still sounding the same. You don't have to push it to get it to sound well. Um, 
Bos we were just talking about Boss Katana. If you want to record direct, I suggest a Boss Katana. Um, they sound great. Uh, who is it? PV actually put out like a small like glass small box. head and yeah. a small uh like fifty one fifty like head that had a XLR out. So that could also be a good option. I think they were tube. I'm like ninety percent sure. They might have been like the thing about recording. The thing about recording direct too is you got to make sure that you have something that has, um, I would say a speaker emulation. Yeah, uh, you don't want to record out. You don't want to use an amp to record direct. Um, if number one, if it's not set up to record direct, it's only ever set up to have a headphone out because you're not going to get the same quality of sound. Oh no, not at all. Um, so you want to get something that has um, a speaker emulation. Um, so honestly, your best bet if you want to record direct and you're kind of doing it on a budget, um, using a good interface and then using plugins. Um, we talked about GarageBand uh, on, I think, the, the episode with uh, Sean, um, yeah. or maybe it was the episode before. Talk about recording direct, uh, and you, you definitely want to do something that's made to record and sound well direct. Using a tube amp recording direct, in my opinion, you're not going to get the sound that you're looking for. Now, as I think, uh, historically, it's probably been a little on the uh, shrill side, so... Yeah, it definitely practicing. That's that's more than fine, but uh, yeah. recording that's gonna be a little rough. Honestly, and then talking about recording, um, GarageBand or practicing GarageBand is a great way to practice. Uh, I rig stuff like that. If you're not, because when you're practicing, you uh, when I'm practicing, I'm not really worried about the um, overall tonal sound unless I'm practicing to get my sound set up. If I'm practicing parts and stuff like that, I'm more worried about uh, setting up. If I'm doing parts, I'm just worried about getting close to what I want to sound like and just working on the actual movement on the guitar. Yeah. Uh, Hughes and Kittner. Oh, yeah, that's uh, what Grant of Big Ear has set up at their booth every year. Yeah, there's this is with the, the 18, two Meister 18 or something like that. Something like that. They're pretty yeah, there's, good. Yeah, definitely gives you a good uh, sound that you're going to listen for. Once again, I wouldn't say recording quality is right where you'd want it to be. Um, so, well, I mean, it's more... That'd have to be uh, an actual test on that, but... Hmm. Yeah. I would feel... That's Scott, probably, that's probably not. I couldn't hear that. Scott? Scott? I can't hear Scott. I don't think he can hear us. I, oh, he's leaving. He's coming back. Okay, so, uh, dang it, Scott, we can't move on to the topic. Yes, we could. I mean, we could, but uh, what was another? I, I vote that we never do a live episode again. Throw <laughs> oh, <laughs> that out there. <laughs> this is for the kids. No, no, no. Children. Well, we'll do it for the children. So while he's getting back, uh, if you weren't here when we actually started this, we're uh, raising money for, or I am, but the guys are just kind of like joining me here. Uh, we're doing our part. This is my idea. Scott, are you back? Uh, yeah. Sweet. I can hear you, barely. I I'm giving the latecomers a rundown of what exactly we're doing here. Uh, anyway. Uh, okay. I sure up in the description that'll take you to uh the donation link for saint jude uh 
we don't see any of the money. Uh, I don't. None of the other guys do. Uh, it all goes straight to St. Jude to make sure that uh, families uh, don't have to pay a cent for you know treatment, housing, food, travel, any of that good stuff. Uh, so it's really a really good cause. Oh yeah. But uh, Scott, since you're back, do you have any opinions on the mower mower preamps mua? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay then i'll wrap this topic up of uh i haven't like listened to the new ones but historically these haven't been that bad if they were i feel like they're definitely you get what you pay for yeah i mean where are they running probably like 40 bucks 80 actually they're a bit on the high 80 range, jesus which is, take yeah, the wheel which is why i have not picked <laughs> So yes, you are getting what you pay for, but I honestly I would probably spend the extra forty or fifty, whatever it is, to get the uh, Sans amp like line of pedals. Yeah, yeah. I I saw um, there was a person who uh, did a like a side by side with the Joyo in those right when they came out. Um, I think he had the British sound and then one of the in the Vox pedal. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't remember where it was. It was in one of the groups, 60 Cycle Home or something like that. And he did say that the uh, the Moore or Mouye or whatever pedals, um, <laughs> they <laughs> didn't sound as organic sounding as the Joyo pedals. Interesting. So, but once again, you're kind of comparing like if you should buy from the dollar. Well, you're, well, you're comp- comparing like Dollar Tree to Dollar General. They both have dollar in their name, but like you're you're expecting different qualities. Like if I mean, in in my opinion, they're both low end, and you're just gonna end up kind of seeing which one sounds less crappy. Yeah. So you're not looking for the best one; you're looking for the one that's not the worst. Exactly. So. Yep. Are are these the new um, Dan Electro Food series of guitar pedals? The, yeah. The mower pedals. Yeah. Oh, mower in general, maybe. Or that might actually be yeah. Joyo in general with their like big box stuff. See, the, the thing is, is like, and that's like the thing with like Moore and all that, is you've got all these other pedals like Donner and all this. When they're like all made in the same factory, they all look almost exactly the same, except for the graphics are a little different. That's kind of just like, you yeah. never know oh, like really what which one you're paying for yeah on that topic then these actually haven't come out as any other brand so these may be like a 100 percent like their own product idea versus well they, all the other ones kind of give us a tube screamer give us a metal zone give us a analog delay uh at this price point mm-hmm. so yeah all right. Yeah, and it's always been questionable with some of these brands. I'm not pointing fingers at any specific one of like, is this original circuits or not? You know, so yeah. But when they all have the same color scheme and just different font. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a few of those brands where it's just like, uh, it, it's clear that they're all the same thing and they're just slightly tweaked. Yep. Uh. Well, Scott. Now for something else. Yeah, something I'm actually excited to talk about. Uh, Roland is now teasing the new TD17 v- series of their V drums, which uh, 
you know, their numbering system does not make sense. Uh, but Roland's uh, electronic drum sets are coming out with some new kind of software-based side of it, which is actually now tracking your performance as a drummer and helping you improve. Hmm. Which I, I, I kind of think this is actually a really cool application of digital drum sets. Um, that, you know, there's now metronome features built into these things and you can be tracking, are you ahead of the beat? Are you behind the beat? Are you swinging the beat properly? Yeah. Some of those kind of things. And I, I think that's a really, really smart way to use and market these as this is now your practice kit, you know? Yeah. That at a thousand dollars though. Ugh. But that might be helpful. Yeah, because like me and Marissa I... have been on the fence of like wanting to learn drums. Mm -hmm. like space is a concern as well as you know we're in a house with other people we don't want to be like hammering away at learning drums like, yeah like, i can't even stomp pedals correctly so <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to do a hi-hat and a bass drum at the same time the only thing i can do is the intro to that thing you do that's it. That's all I can do. <laughs> and then, and yeah. then the intro, the intro to uh, blind by Korn, just a little mm. ride cycle. So, uh, boss slash. I mean, I've been I've been shopping for the previous version of this. Uh, one of my friends is a drummer, but he does not Craigslist very well. Mm. So I've been on the hunt for a TD11 for a while. Uh, and I saw this and I was like, you know, this might actually be worth like paying the new price for to have this feature if you're just picking up drums again. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and the met all mesh head version of the drum set's getting cheaper than it used to be so there's some good or stuff you, in there sure. just search for a church that's like we want to get away from electric drums we'll sell them to you <laughs> mm -hmm. that's how you get it <laughs> the deacons wanted electric drums and i finally talked them out of it uh i'm the the roland v drum stuff that i've heard recently sounds good i no qualms about it and with the mesh heads they get more of an organic feel the new hi-hats are supposed to be really really good that you actually get some of that like natural feel of it back yeah I, what's the I, don't they have the electric who has the symbols that are like for electric kits but they have a real feel they're like got holes all through the top of them uh zildjian makes one like that yeah. that's it where it's perforated entirely yeah. and you put a trigger on it mm -hmm. yeah did you ever see the picture of the electric drum set with a cage in front of it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're still, they're still not the quietest things. Uh, yeah. and if one of my buddies is a drummer, and he... People complain. <laughs> well, one of the fun problems is one of my buddies lives on, like, the seventh floor of his condo building, and he had an electric kit in there for a while, and his neighbor would come up and bang on his door because he was stomping too hard on the floor on the kick drum. And just the stomp was coming through. It wasn't like the actual drum was making noise. It was just him stomping on the floor. The guy underneath, like, you're not even in time. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a metronome. He's holding it up to the ceiling. <laughs> He's like, I help, I'm helping you out here. <laughs> you just get a note, like, taped to a metronome, slid underneath your door. <laughs> Use this, please. Uh, Steven, to answer your question on if this would be a great kit to start out with um maybe. it's a big investment yeah it's a huge investment yeah. so maybe not unless you're gonna actually like 
if you're serious about it. If listen, if you're if you really want to get an electric kit that you want to start out with, you can find the uh, some of the old some of the cheap like Simmons. You can find some of those. You can find all the all the triggers, the head or the like the brain for it and all that. 150, 200 bucks on your Craigslist or marketplace. If you're gonna start, you want to, and that's something that you can go in cheap and and recoup most of your cost in. Yeah. Buying new on drum kits is kind of like how I talked about PRS and the guy argued with me. If you're, mm. you're probably gonna listen to this, so <laughs> I'm bringing it. <laughs> I, I I will say this to Diaz's point. Um, I've been seeing I, I, since I've been shopping for the Roland series stuff that there's not a giant dip in terms of like prices that I'm seeing drop. The problem is yeah. just the ones I'm seeing have been sitting for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They don't move fast. So like selling it, yeah, you won't lose a ton of money, but it will sit for a while and you're looking for the right buyer. Yeah, you want to, and you on those, you definitely want to make a lowball offer and most people will take it to get the stuff out of their house. Most of the people yeah. are moving, are getting rid of this stuff to try to keep, try to get the room back in their house. That's like one of the most common things I see. I just, I need the room in my house. Offer them a lowball offer, and then whenever you go to sell, just put what they had, take the first lowball offer. Basically. So, yeah. What's the next one? The, our next uh, news for today is the Joe Bonamassa Signature 335. Finally, someone's given this guy a signature piece of gear. Uh, Finally, third time. <laughs> he had he had the log, he had the law, and then he had the Firebird, and then he had a Les Paul, which I actually liked the Les Paul. wasn't a fan of the color, but I was just glad it actually came, came stock with a Bigsby. So I the Firebird was. It came, nice it came with a Firebird headstock too, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Which is probably the best. Gibson headstock, in my opinion, because it holds tuning a lot better than the three by three. Is the uh, brake angle fixed on that too? Yeah, that one doesn't have really. Uh, a, the Firebird one doesn't really have a brake angle. It's pretty much straight across. That's good. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a a reverse headstock uh, strat. Yeah. Like they do on the Jimi Hendrix uh, strat. <laughs> So, yay, Epiphone's putting out a Bigsby hollow body. Yeah, they don't really yeah. put out Bigsby a whole lot. And also, this has a more traditional uh, headstock logo, whereas, like, you know, the Sheridan has that very, has that flowery thing on it. That's a beautiful uh, headstock. That's I, I, I do like that. Is this a, is this a maple or a mahogany neck? I'm like skimming the article and I can't tell. Oh well, he's—it's he, just him teasing it on Instagram. This is or Twitter. There's not actually a. Yeah, so there probably won't be any specs until it's officially. Yeah. I'm just like highly concerned about the model that actually has like his name in big. Uh, <laughs> letters. Yeah. <laughs> Did he have a fuzz too? Didn't he have a fuzz face? He better not, because using pedals is just lazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trying to make it sound like something else, even though a fuzz was made to sound make you sound like a trumpet, so. And he uses an always-on chorus, too, so. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. 
Uh, I call it. Have a signature Dunlop. That's a whopping. Uh, you can get one for a whopping three hundred. No, four hundred dollars on reverb. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> if if anyone needs to put out like a signature like fuzz, I want Eric Johnson. Does he have one? Eric Johnson, yes, he does have a fuzz. I don't know yeah, if it's I want still that. in production or not, but I need to get one of those. All right, uh, uh, before we move on to our topic, let's catch up with chat for a little bit. Mark, there's people chatting. Yes, Sweet. people chatting. Mark says suddenly, "Thank you." Your favorite? Ooh, actually, this could be actually a good topic, so we'll circle back to that. Uh, let's just talk about it now. Let's do it. It's not like we can't derail. Come on. Well, no, but, uh, <laughs> it wasn't a topic. It was just a command. <laughs> How dare you. But uh, Mark is asking Marissa, do you have an estimated date for straps? Ooh. Probably late fall. But you're winter. hoping to have a prototype I'm by NAM? It, yeah. Like a single strap by NAM. So. Yeah. Wait, which mark is this? I, I can't see anything. You guys have to like... Oh, oh yeah. Congrats, Mark Schwartz, on graduating. Oh, yeah. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, congratulations. There you go. All right, so his uh, yeah. topic for us was sell me on your favorite low wattage 15-ish or less tube amp. Uh, mine will be quick because my first choice for that is the Vox AC4. AC4. I knew it. <laughs> no, this is why. I've had the AC4, AC15, and the AC30 combo and head. So I've had like the most of the I have most of the range minus the AC10. The AC4, in my opinion, was the closest sounding to the full-sized AC30. Hmm. Okay. Now you don't get like a headphone out or anything, so it's gonna be kind of rough, uh, you know, if you're wanting to like actually push it. But if you get the AC for not the TV version, but the standard, I think it has a master volume. But if you get the TV AC for, uh, you can drop that down to like half a watt. I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, crunch it up all you want to. What's the uh, what's the speaker loadout on an AC4 again? Uh, there's a 10 inch model, which is what I had, and then right after I got that, they actually had the 12 inch model. But I always put it because actually the 10 inch has a speaker out, so I always put it through a 12 inch cab. So I'd have to go with uh, what is the uh, Fender? Is it the bass breaker? The, the 007 one? The, yeah. Yeah, the bass breaker. I, I haven't owned one, but every time I've played one, I've been very pleased with the sound of it. Um, I'd have to say that one's probably up there on a good sounding tube amp. That or um, Jet City has some pretty good low wattage stuff that won't bake, won't break the bank. So Jet, Jet City is always, I don't know, they're, they kind of get lumped in with like the Bugera level. Yeah. And, but one of the main things is uh, the, a lot of their stuff was designed by Saldano. And, oh God. Uh-oh. Ship, what is, is he, I, I wonder, is he going to get something? 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> ah, ow. <laughs> okay. Uh, rip um, users, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that guy. Well, I'm... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely I uh, have to say the Jet City low wattage stuff is pretty great, too. Um, they're more kind of the... Uh, uh, the cleans, it breaks up pretty fast, so it's definitely for the people who don't want pristine cleans. They like their clean to be somewhat on the edge of breakup so yeah. that's good stuff too all right uh my natural answer is ac15 hard hand wired because that thing sounded fantastic to me the last time i played one uh but that's not affordable yeah <laughs> um now for a complete change of pace i'm actually i brought props again i have one of these if you remember them from way way back the fender greta oh yeah those are nice. <laughs> oh. this thing yeah, is great they're ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's a lot of fun. I'm never performing with it, but I bought this. Uh, I back when you know I had an office in a building. Uh, back when I had a job, uh, <laughs> I keep a, I keep a guitar in there, and uh, that was my like office amp to doodle around with and not blow everybody out. <laughs> and now I have no idea what I'm doing with it. <laughs> that one. That's tube. Yeah, uh, it's two 12AX7s in there, or I think one's an ATY7. I don't know. I've, I've played around with the tubes in here twice. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's it's a 12AX7 and an AT7. Nice. There's the whole loadout if you get really bored and zoom in. <laughs> I'll let you freeze that later when you're watching it again. Yeah, go back, hit pause. and. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't make these for very long, but... It was fun. So it's like what a Sorry, I'm... speaker in there. <laughs> it it's a it is just it farts out the minute you put anything through it, <laughs> but it's just fun to play with it. I'm people watching right now, so I'm a little distracted. I'm trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Uh, I don't know if any of y'all would be able to talk on this, but Steven says Marshall versus Mesa Boogie. Ah, uh, that's. Uh, Mesa. Those are those are two different things in my they are opinion. Kind of two different animals. I would okay, so um, I would go with Mesa over Marshall only because I don't like the sound of Marshall when you're trying to go clean. I've never been a fan of a Marshall clean sound. Um, I think Marshalls only sound good whenever you're running gain, and um, Mesa. Oh no. I, I prefer, and I prefer Mesa's crunch over Marshall. So the, the one Marshall sound I really like is like a JTM 45. That's the only real Marshall kind of thing I've really ever found I liked. And um, kind of, it, it's borderline like low gain. It's not like mm -hmm. super high gain. Mm -hmm. So it's a it, pedal platform almost. Yeah, but you can get, you can get pedals that do the JTM 45 thing. Yep. Um, yeah. I would say Mesa is incredible. Like they, they make stuff I actually want to get. Like uh, yeah. one of my good buddies just bought a Mark V, and and it's incredible. Price is no option. I'd probably say a Mesa. Yeah, I would almost go Mesa too, even though I've got like the Green Day cover band thing going on, so I kind of like have to go Marshall. But <laughs> but no, here's why: as I got the just rehouse a Mesa into the Marshall. I should, but uh, yeah, I think the reason why uh 
if I had to take a stab at why Diaz doesn't really like the Marshall Drive sound, it's probably because it's too uh, like harsh and trebly when it's like, yeah, really very harsh. much exactly. Um, I actually in my uh, super lead, I cut the high pass filter that helped, but it kind of killed uh, the overall vibe of it. So I still got the crunch. <sighs> But the good thing about mesas is they're a little bit smoother on the overall quote-unquote clipping. It's not really, I guess, whatever you want to call it. So Yeah, I mean, I like, I don't hate the Marshall sound, but the Marshall sound, in my opinion, um, I only, I wouldn't use a Marshall amp because I only want the Marshall sound every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And I just... I, d I just don't like the way like I do love the sound of a Marshall with a tube screamer in front of it and I'm not a tube screamer fan either yeah. like those that just works together really well in my opinion but it's just yeah like you said kind of the treble harshness I I've said it in episodes before I kind of like the darker sound yeah. um kind of a smoother uh if I'm going that's like uh I love my woodcutter which is a rat sound but it's very dark even with the way I run my amps, kind of a dark sound, I turn the filter all the way to get as much of a treble sound out of the woodcutter as possible. Mm -hmm. So I think I have the filter turned all the way down. Um, so with a rat, it's kind of like an opposite tone knob. If you like most tone knobs, you turn to the right, you're getting more treble. Yeah. Turn to the left. Uh, on a rat, it's the it's backwards. So. Yeah. I think another difference between uh, the Marshall and Mesa, I think the Mesa's probably got a little more active of an EQ, whereas, at least in my case with the uh, Plexi, it, if you turn the knobs for the EQ, it basically did nothing. Yeah, it's, it's not as sensitive. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, you could turn it, like, literally from 0 to 10, and there would be a margin of a difference. How short are you, Chris? You like reached way up there. Like I see you on your like tiptoes. Are you doing like a full stack? <laughs> no, it was a half a uh, half stack. See, I, I can actually see you, so I can. <laughs> 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 but uh, uh, do you have any more questions? I like the questions. Uh, not yet. So we'll go ahead and hit. Ask more questions, topic guys. Topic that we had of this one might be kind of quick. Uh. Does an artist endorsement disincentivize you to use gear? Yeah, this is kind of the opposite of what we talked about of a number of episodes ago about like, do artist artist endorsements get us to look at stuff? And we, I think we all kind of universally agreed yes on that. That you know, artists we like and stuff like that will get us going there, um, at least looking at it or kind of sometimes pursuing the same sound. But uh, this kind of came up for me seeing Joe Bonamassa playing an Epiphone Century and going, oh, it's not cool anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that, you know, it's kind of the, the opposite. So um, I kind of mentioned it in the group chat whenever we were discussing the topic. Um, and it kind of ties into the whole Marshall thing is uh, Slash. If I see Slash's name on something, I will probably be more likely not to try it or buy it that's because i think slash's tone sounds like butt so i'm gonna kind of throw that <laughs> what's that meme that how could you say something so brave yet so true um if you listen uh honestly in some of the older guns and roses stuff izzy stradlin had the better tone um i'm actually a huge i've got a thing for uh 
for rhythm guitar players and uh, also guitar players who like do the vocals as well, like Jerry Cantrell um, is one that I absolutely love. Uh, he's I think he's got a great tone though, and um, but Slash's tone, in my opinion, it sounds just on some of the the older Guns N' Roses stuff. It just doesn't sound great, in my opinion. Um, if you listen to, uh, I don't know, even the solos on, uh, let's see, Sweet Child of Mine is a good one. It, The tone isn't kind of what I would like to hear, but some of it, like Izzy Stradlin's stuff really came in and kind of saved the day. You can really tell which one's which, um, and that's a big thing, like, I don't care for his tone. So, like, he's got the octave fuzz, he's got the wah, and um, he's got a few other things. I know he's got guitars. Now, the guitars I'd probably try, but that's mostly because um, he, uh, I mean, he's always played great guitars. Yeah. The All of his Les Pauls were, um, like, his, his main Les Paul, the 59 uh, Gold Top or whatever, which is actually not even a Gibson. Um, I think... It's, he uh it's actually uh, a, a fake it's a copy that a luthier made oh, and put the gibson logo on and everything um and i believe he stole it as well <laughs> whenever he was recording when they were recording appetite he actually stole that guitar wow hmm. uh, from he like borrowed it from the studio or something and then stole it i could be wrong someone could complete like <laughs> fix the story but from what i've read that's like the thing but yeah like slash is one that I just I won't try his octave fuzz. Number one, I've never heard him use one, and it like like I was like, oh, I've got to have that. I don't even know what he uses it on, but I think there's a lot of if you like associate a player with something you don't always associate great tone with, you're not gonna want to try it. Uh, the Billy Corgan signature strat. Oh uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, I played one and. I didn't make me sound like Billy Corgan, so I was kind of happy with that. Even though I do like some of the Billy Corgan sound, his sound wasn't always like aesthetic, like pleasing to the ear. It fit his music very well. So, yeah, he's always had kind of a shrill thing that cuts when he's doing his thing, and it like yeah. you gotta have control and you gotta have the right rig to make that work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So David Hill says Slash stole the amp, not the guitar. I think he stole the guitar. I'm pretty sure, though. <laughs> we'll look that up. We'll fact check that later. We'll get on Snopes yeah, and see what's uh, going on. Next, next week, yeah. we'll have a Slash on the show. So uh, after he yeah. this and complains. <laughs> yeah, he's like, listen here, guys. Gonna, I got to clear my good name. Maybe he stole the hat. That could have been it. No. He's at the uh, his, his hat was stolen, according to this article. Oh, Can wow. he just stop stealing crap? Like, stop stop stealing. stealing stuff. You're supposed to be a role model. My gosh. He but... stole the riff from uh, what was it Velvet Revolver and uh, Fall to Pieces is the backwards version of Sweet Child of Mine, mm. which isn't true. But I don't. Sorry. I don't think I'm getting notifications. According to this, he did steal one of his guitars from Hard Rock Hotel in Orlando. He stole one of those guitars. Oops. <laughs> he just has a problem. Like, we just need to get him somewhere and talk about his kleptomania. <laughs> David, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I can't see David typing because he's probably going to be like, I told you it was the amp. Why won't you listen to me? 
That's why Sorry, I had to, like, hurry up and like throw that in before we got like too far off topic. <laughs> but well, David, we never David get off topic. Confirmed it was the hat that was stolen too. So <laughs> good grief. <laughs> Slash, if you're out there, stop stealing stuff. It's wrong. <laughs> it's bad. Also, don't play an Epiphone Century because then I'm just I'm done. <laughs> gonna go buy them just to destroy them at that point yep <laughs> so next one uh what gear are you looking out for uh i think we decided to do a nor like normal everyday piece of gear that you're looking for a good deal on and then your holy grail um i guess i'll start with this because i think mine will be pretty quick i think my normal that I'm looking on a good deal for would be a Gibson double cut, uh, like special two. Uh, so like the dual P90s, but prices on those just keep going up. I think the lowest last time, lo last lowest one I saw, if I can get my words out, was 900 for like a pre-2015. Pre-2015s you can find for like 500 bucks all day long, but that's because nobody wants them. Was that a, uh, was that a, like a, the one, the faded paint series? Yeah, so I think it had like, uh, like transparent black, the transparent like mahogany red sort of deal. But they also have mm -hmm. like uh, the TV yellow and like regular black. If I, I love the TV yellow. Yeah, but I already have one, so I don't want, like, two, like, junior-esque style guitars in TV yellow. That's just overkill for me, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, I, if I got one, I'd have to do TV yellow first. Yeah. Uh, as for Holy Grail, there's not much out there. I mean, like, I would love to have, like, an original junior, but my two... I think I have two. Is the Boss SG One uh, the slow gear? Mm -hmm. They pop up very rarely on the used market, and then the, Boss, the prices on them are kind of up there too. Start at like two or three fifty. Yeah. So uh, the other one would be a FA One preamp, which those are just they start up there too, just because the Edge played them. They're up there. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to say, like, so the gear that I'm looking out for right now is I want to get a Kemper remote, um, which are kind of tough to find because uh, you can't buy them new because uh, usually they're sold out everywhere because people are waiting for them. And I really don't have the cash right now, so I'm kind of waiting to see someone who can who wants to trade and do a little trade fodder. Right. So, but my holy grail, what I really want is a. Uh, like, so there's like a couple things I want. I want uh, the T-Rex replicator, the um, the tape, the, the tape. Yeah, the like nine hundred. I, I have a friend selling one for about five hundred right now. <laughs> Ask him if that. he's interested in <laughs> trades. Uh, I'll text him when, when, when we're done like, with this. For real, I, I've got yeah. I've, I've got the father, the fool, the time factor. Um, I got some other stuff I can throw so because i really want one of those and then i want i want an ep2 i had one that didn't work and i didn't have the know-how to fix it so i want one that's working 
that or one of the full tone tape echoes. So I just like I just like tape delays. <laughs> so yeah. Scott, what you looking for? Oh, Marissa, uh, oh, Marissa. Yeah. I can't. She's not on the camera, and like last week, she wasn't here. <laughs> no, scoot, push him out of the way. Yeah, we got the uh, my chair is like dipped into the carpet at this point. She's just like side, head sideways over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she's looking for an Adam Clayton base. No. <laughs> for normal gear, I just want to get my baseboard done. So so anything for that. I want a big ear loaf. Right. Yeah. That's okay. what I really want. Uh, and what about your holy grail? That's still not the uh, Adam Clayton base. No. <laughs> that all rosewood Telecaster. Oh, the Harrison. No, was it the Harrison one or the? What's the one that they came out with that was like surf green with the rosewood all rosewood neck? That was a separate series. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, I want that. Amazing. The, like, one hundred percent, everything's rosewood yes. except for like the heart. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah that, that the that amount of paperwork crazy. that's going to have to come with that guitar is outstanding at this point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good luck trying to cross state lines with that. Yeah. <laughs> They've got like a roadblock set up. <laughs> it's like, do you have anything uh, rosewood in this car? <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright, so now Scott. Now Scott. Uh, yeah, so sort of just run-of-the-mill stuff I've been eyeing. Uh, the Squire Jazzmaster Baritones I've been trying to kind of keep an eye out for. Oh, I've got another one. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and then I'm always looking for like a vintage Champ or Vibro Champ. There's the that for a good deal. Ones that have like the six inch speakers like those champs or like the actual like full size full size one okay it's more about finding a good deal like i really don't need or won't necessarily have to have one but it's just like yeah if a good deal comes up i'm gonna grab one that's fair i want a base six that's what i mm. i've been eyeballing i've been thinking about getting the squire base six but i want to do the olympic white so I'm not a fan of uh, of bursts. So yeah, this isn't the only yeah. other option. Like literally the Antigua burst or whatever. No, 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 no. There's the there's the sunburst and the Olympic white are the two that are on their like buy new what they've got released right now. So was that a classic five? Mm. I don't know. I think so. I don't remember it saying classic vibe or vintage. It might be vintage modified. Hmm. So I think it's vintage modified. I think they're like four fifty new, something like that. Sounds right. At least, at least the strings will be big enough on that that on the base six that like you don't need to put a mastery bridge on it to get them to stay in place. <laughs> yeah, the the I don't play bass often, but that's like that's not even something that I'd use live ever. It's just one of those would be fun to have around the house thing to play with. Apparently, the base six was a pawn shop model. Oh. The new ones? Oh, maybe not the new ones. Maybe when they first like. No, no, no. They've got they've got new ones on like on, uh, Sweetwater and all that. 
Hmm. But yeah, I want to try. I want to play. I want to get one of those. That's kind of another. That's like more of a realistic uh, acquisition. So. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. yeah, I guess my my dream, my outrageous one is I I really want to try out an equits. I'm hoping at Nam to finally get to do that and uh, look at like an Ashford. He, he's bringing guitars with him, isn't he? I hope so. Do it, Kevin. <laughs> I get Kevin. All right, Marissa, what would you have to add? I'm surprised you didn't say a 76 Explorer. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's a noise we don't hear ideas very often. <laughs> you can actually still find those, and they're not like that badly priced. As yeah. To like a 57 junior is going to run you at least 10k. I want. I want to try the. Didn't the Edge do like a, a limited run of Strats? Yeah. Defender. Yeah. There was one a few years ago. Yeah, I want. I want to play one of those. Pretty bad. I think when he became a board member at Fender, they did a special run for him. Yeah. Is he really a board member? Yeah, him yeah. and Bono are board members, and so that's kind of like right after we got the Adam Clayton like production model and the Edge model. And his well, maybe John Mayer left too, so it makes you wonder what happened there. Well, I'm just hoping that I wake up and there's a Fender Strat just put in my house (laughs) without without asking for it. Like, you just wake up, you're like, oh, man, this is so much better than that album that was shoved on my iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be sweet. Alright, so let's see. What's the ne- what was the next topic? I think that was it. Uh, does anybody in chat have any other questions for us or topic ideas before we wrap this up? So while we wait on that, again, uh, we're doing this for uh, the St. Jude uh, fundraiser. The link is in the description of the video. So you can go find that. Uh, but any money that we raise from that, we don't see a cent of it. It all goes straight to St. Jude. Yep. GNL is oh. a superior defender. Hmm. Who said that? Is that David Hill? Steven. Oh, okay. Uh, I yeah. own both. Um, they have pros and cons of both in their affordable ranges. Yeah, I was going to say, let's just take it from like an MIM. <laughs> as compared to what is it the legacy series is a low end yeah yeah uh i it both needed a lot of work of the two that i had uh my mim uh was better out of the box than the gnl interesting okay so um the gnls i've played the one complaint i've had is the next sticky Um, well it feels plastic so yes, I guess sticky. Like, um, yeah. there's two. Uh, th- what was it? The Fender Classic Vibe series had the same feel. Um, you, it's like whenever you, in my opinion, when I feel a neck that feels has so much uh, coat on it that it feels like it's almost plastic. That's when I have a problem. GNLs kind of did that for me. Uh, I think Fender really has done well um, on the necks of their. Uh, Mexican lines 
Yeah. They've done a lot better of making them feel uh not more yeah, they're they're just they, they feel better. Um GNLs, uh I believe their pickups and their electronics are better out of the box than the lower end fenders. Uh I'm looking to replace a pickup and a GNL right now. But but what about I don't know, but I mean, the Fender pickups always were the the main Mexican line was always noisy. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. the bridge pickups were always way too thin. Mm-hmm. Um, sounded very uh, it sounded very low end, and I think GNL's uh, pickups sounded sounded better in my opinion. Yeah, it, I mean, one of the nice things about the GNL is as well they don't you can get some really good steals on them. Yeah, because the used market for them is like a buyer's market. The problem with GNLs, though, also so is to modify them. The replacement, anything to replace on it, isn't as common as Fender. So, what's the GNLs that have the like kind of staggered pickups? Like it's three poles and then it goes down and then it's three poles. Comanche. I maybe. ATSC uh, something like that. It was something. Who? Glenn Campbell. The, the ASAT is the Telecaster. Okay. And the. Yeah. I don't know. My thing with GNL, though, like uh, one of y'all was saying, I totally forgot who it was, but like looks overall. So that kind of feeds into the being able to find replacement and or you know different parts mm. without having to go completely custom. Yeah, I I just bought a Telecaster pickguard and then cut it to fit. <laughs> That's how I did it on my ASAP. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um, so yeah, the the sticky the sticky neck syndrome is definitely something to be aware of with the GNLs because it is that gloss kind of thing. Um, other, I mean, my Schechter had the same problems. A bunch of other guitars have the same problems. Um, it's nothing that's not fixable with some some elbow grease and a scouring pad. Um, the GNL, I have the neck twisted. I was able to fix it with a fret level, but it still is going to cause issues in the future. Uh, and the last thing is on the GNL, the pickups are wired weird. So swapping in and out a pickup or changing wiring, you have to like really mess with the wiring on them to get them to work. So something stupid, simple as a wiring, it's still even weird. Yeah, because uh, uh, GNL did this thing uh, with the Telecaster where they changed the pickup design. Uh-huh. Uh, which it is the hottest pickup I've, I have, I think. Like, that tele- my Telecaster blows my Les Paul out of the water for output. Wow. Um, which is actually a problem often. Uh, but... Yeah, it it's a cool sounding pickup that uh, was it MDF? No, it's not MDF. Uh, anyway, magnetic field, whatever pickup. Um, it's unique. It sounds pretty good. I think it sounds better than a Mexican Tele pickup, but it's wired backwards. So if you want to put a <laughs> tap, if you want to put a tap on the the the, the neck humbucker in a Blues Boy, you got to do some serious rewiring to get it to work. Well, uh, I guess unless uh, you three have anything, I guess that wraps it up for us. 
No, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, that got to stop in. Um, this will uh, actually be this week's episode, so if you actually want to go back and listen to the podcast version, uh, feel free to do that. Uh, it helps us with the listen. But uh, Boost our numbers. Yeah, boost our numbers, guys. Yeah. But yeah, those are rookie numbers. you got to pump those numbers up. Uh, for the podcast's sake, uh, people listening to this after the fact, uh, be sure to join our Facebook group uh, at uh, facebook.com forward slash groups uh, the effects loop. Uh, if you're watching this live, you're already here, obviously. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, also, uh, make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram. Uh, think Scott and Diaz are like the main brain children behind that we have a secret competition <laughs> whose post gets more likes so <laughs> if, I, you know, it's it's very true no uh, if it's relevant it's prob- <laughs> if it's relevant it's probably scott if it's not relevant it's probably me that's probably a fair assessment so uh... <laughs> that's, ex- that's extremely true <laughs> But uh, so thank you for everybody uh, that joined us for the live stream, and thank you everybody else for listening. So for the effects loop, I'm Chris. I'm Marissa. I'm Scott. And I'm Diaz. And we will see y'all next time. <laughs> <laughs>